again to Cameron Maddens. Uh, we are recording uh, this week's episode for Tactics, and this week we are talking about defending against Colombo. Uh, now, um, uh, my name is Rob. I'm joined by Will and uh, Hien. Uh, we're pastors of the English uh, congregation at Cameron Anglican Church. Uh, it's our privilege to be with you and for you to tune in with us. Uh, and um, yeah, just a reminder again, we're going through the book Tactics by Gregory Kukul. Please grab a copy. Uh, we encourage you to read through it and digest it with us. Uh, and the point of this podcast really is just to engage with what he's saying. And we hope that it will be fruitful uh, for uh, you, uh, as it has been for us, especially as we seek to share the, go- uh, the good news of Jesus uh, with our friends, our family, or our, and or our neighbors who don't know Jesus. Uh, now this week, um, it's called Defending Against Colombo. So in other words, what do you do if someone Colombos you in return? Uh, there are people out there who use similar tactics on um, on us by you know, asking questions, asking leading questions. What do you mean by that? How did you come to that conclusion? What if someone just kind of pushes back against you with questions of their own? Um, uh, and then what if you get caught off guard? So for example, uh, once upon a time, uh, I was doing um, walk-up evangelism at a local high school, uh, and this was for college mission. Uh, and uh, I walked up to a group of uh, people uh, to ask them the question, um, hey, have you heard about Jesus before? Uh, and this person, rather than answering that question, she just fired back at me, hey, uh, you're a Christian. Do babies go to hell? And I just thought, whoa, okay. And so picture this, you're, uh, I was in a group setting. Um, there was this person who was just very kind of uh, almost confrontational. Uh, and then all her friends were listening in. I'm now in this situation. I have to answer the question in some way or another. Otherwise, I might just be you know, avoiding the issue. Uh, what I did, I was caught off guard. What I did was uh, I did give an answer um, and I tried to show it. Uh, well, I didn't have my Bible with me. Uh, bad, bad move. But anyway, I, I gave my answer. Uh, and then um, for better or for worse, the bell went. Uh, and then the conversation kind of ended there. Um, but she did have some follow up questions as well. Uh, either way, it was just, I remember being really dissatisfied with my answer. And I remember feeling very inadequate and incompetent when I gave my answer. And so what do you do in that kind of situation? When someone asks you such a, a loaded question, do babies go to hell? What do you do uh, at that point? And so I'm um, going to hand it over to Will, uh, who's going to give us a bit of a recap and a bit of a summary of some of the principles that come through uh, from this chapter. And then later we'll revisit this example and apply them. Yeah, thanks, Rob. Thanks for that story. Um, I'm pretty sure many of us have similar stories as well um, of being put on the spot with a tricky question um, that if we answered straight out um, would put us in a very bad position. Um, like we might look like intolerant or look pretty, pretty bad or saying that we agree with something that most people don't agree with. Um, yeah, so I think it'd be good to be able to work through it later if we have if we have the time to. I'm pretty sure we do. That's the whole point. So let's do it. Uh, yeah. So this chapter, I think it's like the passage that comes, the Bible passage that comes to mind when thinking about this chapter is Matthew chapter 10, verse 16. Uh, so this is when uh, Jesus says to his disciples, "I am sending you out like sheep among wolves. Therefore, be as shrewd as snakes and as innocent as doves." Um, so this is about I think this chapter is about being wise um, when we're interacting with people out there. Not saying that everyone's a wolf, right? 
but there are wolves out there who are out to out to score points against Christians and try to make us look bad or or um or kind of shake our faith, which is you know normal. Um, so so he's trying to he's, the, the the principle here is kind of like how do we be wise in in the way that we we talk to people and how do we um, continue to be gracious and gentle and innocent as well. And and so it's just kind of like seeing so that context out for us. Yeah. Yeah. So um, the, one of the main principles of this chapter is that we should be happy to clarify our views. Uh, we should be happy to answer questions if people ask us questions and explain how we believe, what we believe. That's pretty much what we looked at last week. Like, you know, the first Peter passage where we're going to be ready to give, a, give an answer, give reason to what we believe in the hope that we have in Jesus Christ. So, so these are opportunities to clarify and to explain why we believe things. But I think what we need to be aware of um, is if the other side is trying to be tricky or trying to trap us um, with their line of questioning. And I think we also mentioned it a bit last week that Colombo, like from our perspective, we want to be, um, you know, gracious and positive in the way that we use it. We want to be curious and finding out more about the other person and what they think with Colombo, but we also know that Colombo can be misused um, to lead people uh, to into a trap in, in, in their reasoning uh, or or confusing people or used to confuse people in, in their reasoning as well. That's not what we're on about. But the thing is, Colombo can be used to manipulate and to confuse and to draw people into a trap. So I think this chapter is just kind of watching out for that. Uh, another principle to keep in mind that I found helpful is a quote from page 127. He says that you are in complete control of your side of the conversation. You have no obligation to cooperate with anyone trying to set you up with leading questions. Um, and I find that especially helpful because, you know, you don't have to, you don't have to answer every question that they ask you in the way that they've asked you. You could clarify their questions. You could refuse to answer a particular question because you know that. You don't know where that's going to take you and you can be upfront with that you, you could say stuff like and it gives good examples of what to say in those situations mm. you can say stuff like you know i'm not too sure where you're going with this question can you please clarify what you mean or what you're trying to what point you're trying to make and then in that it, that maneuver means that you don't have to make a bad point against yourself you don't you don't force yourself to kick an own goal right you get them to to make the point themselves and that's actually um, better because once they've stated a point, right, then you can ask them to back it up. Oh, what's your reasoning behind that? Why did you make that point? How did you come to that con conclusion? You can ask them those questions and then you become the question asker and then you're in the driver's seat. Um, so those, that, that's a good, that's a good maneuver because if you think that they're trying to manipulate you and force you into a corner, you can kind of like ask them to state their point. And once they've stated their point, they have to back it up and then you can ask questions from there. So if I could just butt in there just um, briefly, it was really yeah. hard because it was the first thing that she asked. I couldn't quite tell mm. if it was like a genuine question or whether she was trying to put me into a corner or whether she was just mm. like curious, actually. It just came across as a bit hostile, but then maybe it was actually just curious. <laughs> so, yeah. 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 Because I think we've got to think about, um, yeah, one question that came to mind was, uh, is she... Is the, is the person who asked you the question actually interested in the theological response hmm. right, that, you're, that you're giving? 
or are they after something else? Like, is she, is she trying to put you in the corner to make you sound like a bigot who says babies do go to hell? Yeah. Well, see, that's the um, thing that was tricky because it was in a crowd setting. And so, mm. like, that kind of question, I wonder whether it was intended to, like, discredit me or discredit mm. Christians and then just kind of, yeah, make us look back in front of her friends. I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah. So what's, what's one way that we could go around that then? Uh, well, I was going to ask you because <laughs> you had you had your um, your spiel. Um, it sounded like uh, um, one thing that I heard was like you don't exactly have to answer the question straight up. It's just kind of like, well, I'm still in control of my side. Uh, I can ask her in return. Oh, like that's actually a very you know, personal uh, and confrontational question. Um, is there a point behind it that you, you'd like to make? And then would you like to make that first? give me some time to think about my views before we have a, a like a discussion about it. Like potentially I could do it that way. Yep. Um, but then I don't know what to do if she, you know, just straight up, straight up just says, I'll oh, just answer the question. <laughs> it's like, uh, yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think also you've got to be clear on, on your views as well. Like mm. would have done a little bit of <laughs> thought yourself on your views. Mm. And so for a question like that, um, even if you, 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 you present your view and they, they pick at it, at least you know that you can correct uh, correct them if they start to, to make your view sound that not what your view is. Mm -hmm. And so if you know your view, you can correct them. Mm. Well, so how do we get to the point of correcting the view here? I think because uh, you, you you make an answer, right? Say, say for example, two papers go to hell, like Rob says. And you yeah, and you have a position. Okay, they don't go to hell, for example, and, and you know, and you know your reasons and all the reasons for that. Mm. Uh, uh, and then they'll say, "Well, are you saying um, that all, all, I know, whatever, right?" Mm. And then you can, if if uh, you're clear on your own view, then you can say, "No, that's not what I meant. This is what I meant." Mm. And then if they keep like, going to trying to make you look bad, you say, "Well." I think you're making things up. This is my view, <laughs> and you restate that view. Because you can get into an argument, and, and then you drift away from your view, and then the argument becomes something different. Mm -hmm. Happens all well, the time. <laughs> <laughs> and so you restate what you're actually talking about, and, and actually know, and then you can stick to the question that was asked instead of just moving to other questions. Yeah, which reminds me actually in a previous chapter. Um there was a, uh, a tactic that uh, Gregory recommended, which was to narrate the argument, actually say, oh, this is what's happened. This is where we started. This is where we've now drifted to. Uh, is it okay if we bring it back to you know, the original uh, question, for example? So that, that's just kind of like a way to intervene and just to bring it back. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. Sounds, from here, I guess, it sounds like one thing we could try is try to get her to state her point uh, rather than just walk into it and give my point of view and then I set myself up uh, for trouble. Yeah. 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 And I know that this was quite a while ago. So, um, like I take it that you went in and you were asking, like you started off with talking about Jesus mm. and then, and then very early on in the, in the discussion, uh, the girl asked you, do you think babies go to hell? Mm. Maybe you could go, oh, I, I, I didn't talk about babies. <laughs> yeah, true. 
you know, yeah. um, how, like, uh, maybe, like, that's a big question. Maybe we could talk about it, deal with it another time later, hmm. if we have time. But I'll ask, I'll ask you guys this question, like, you know, have you, have you hmm. thought about Jesus before? And, hmm. you know, what do you think about him? Because I think that's, that's the important thing that I want to talk about. Hmm. Um, yeah. Because yeah. I think, I think there's, there's also, there's a pressure, right? Like, when we go in to talk to people, we feel like we have to answer everyone's question. Mm. Um, and that's how I feel as well. Like, I, I just remembered, um, what's it called? Like, this Sunday, when we had question time, right? And then someone asked a question, and I was like, oh, I should take that on notice, because I haven't really reflected on this. And then after saying that, like a thought came to my mind and oh, I'll, I'll answer the question, but then it wasn't a, a, um, a reflected answer. It was just kind of like, oh, I haven't, I haven't really thought about this, but I have a go anyway. Mm. And I even already said that I would, I would take it on notice and come back at it another time. Mm. You know what I mean? There's this pressure to be able to answer, like mm. respond to questions straight away that we need to, I guess, I think what I'm learning from this chapter is I could learn to, um, I guess, resist that pressure and go it's okay if i don't answer some of these questions i don't have to answer every question hmm. and i can come back to it another time or whatever hmm. Hmm. yeah so i think that's that's one possible way out All right she asks you that question you can go oh no yeah that's a really big question um i don't think that's that's i haven't brought up a, i haven't brought anything up about babies yeah. um i asked you guys about jesus let's talk about that first Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think uh, it takes practice not to be always answering the question because sometimes you only have only know half of like only have half an opinion hmm. like you haven't really fully met, like centered down what your opinion is, hmm. and then you know you go and try and answer it. That's that's when you get wrecked, <laughs> hmm. and they, they they pick you apart. Hmm. Uh, after thinking about it a bit more, this is general. This is progressive revelation. You could even like shape it to to say, um, you know, oh, that's a very that's a very big question. Like, can you tell me how um, babies going to hell relates to my question about Jesus? Yeah, yeah. Right. So then you bring it yeah. back to your what you're trying to say. You're talking about mm -hmm. Jesus. You're asking them about Jesus. Mm -hmm. She thinks about babies going to hell. You're like, oh, I don't know how they relate. Can mm -hmm. you? Can you explain to me mm. how you got there and how that relates to the question about Jesus? Mm. Um, and then, and then that would make her make state her point. Mm. Mm. You know? Or you can, yeah. No, sorry. Now I was oh, going to say, or oh. <laughs> <You didn't> go. <laughs> I was going to say, you, you can also ask her, um, has she had an experience? Of, of a baby dying, or you know, someone in the in her in her mm. close contacts circle has a baby dying. That's why she's asking the question. So, yeah. so it's showing care as well, and, and uh, yeah, seeing where she's at with that question. And that's actually a really good one because oh, sorry, Will. <laughs> anyway, uh, that's actually a really good one because um, I remember uh, going on walk up once, and um, we were going around asking people door knocking, asking people if you could ask God any question, uh, what would it be? And then this person just straight up asked, oh, why did God uh, kill my baby brother? And then just closed the door. And I just thought, whoa, 
like I think that was just it just escalated very quickly and then just had no kind of opportunity to re respond um, yeah maybe maybe this person does have an experience behind that question they, they might have baggage and I guess my instinct would be to try to unpack that and get her to open up um, yeah rather than just directly answer the question um, from scripture yeah because yeah, I think um, I think like, I, like we want to have generous assumptions on on the person asking questions but like I also want to take into account that it is a like a, a public space mm. right so like there are other people listening in mm. and so mm. so yeah like I wonder I wonder whether like you got to take into account um, the the wider audience as well mm. in the interaction because I guess I, I think what what like if we're thinking that she doesn't have a genuine curiosity to that question I think she's just trying to paint you in a negative light in in terms of the rest of the audience mm. yeah but I like I think I like the the question of you know how does this how does this relate to Jesus because I asked about Jesus and you talked about babies I don't see how like I can't think of the connection there Can you please enlighten me mm. about the connection mm. and then she will state a point right like Jesus teaches this and therefore that and then we can go to the the correction part or you can mm. clarify further mm. and clarify more yeah. and then until you get a distilled point from from her mm. Yeah. Yep. And then I think that also takes into account the audience, right? Because then, then her views would come out. And if there's vulnerable, like if there's problems with her view, you can deal with it. And then the rest of the audience can learn from that. Hmm. Yeah. So it sounds like when in doubt, ask a clarifying question. Uh, when in doubt, try to get the other person to talk and open up uh, because they mm -hmm. probably have a story or a reason uh, for their line of questioning. Uh, if it is with ill motives then i guess got to be uh well you can either deflect it uh, you can either ask a question in return or you could close the whole conversation um, in this example that may not be the wisest one because you just started it uh, so probably yeah. lean more towards deflecting or reframing the question uh, to turn the tables back on the other person yeah. um have you guys come across uh just moving on um, slightly here. Uh, people who've ever posed hypotheticals to you, I'd be curious to hear, uh, has anyone ever asked you? Um, so for example, Gregory goes into this. He's like, well, well, if the universe always existed, then it wasn't created. If it wasn't caused, what would that mean? Like emphasis there is just on the if, like whenever you hear an if question, that's a hypothetical. Um, and sometimes people ask these questions to put Christians into traps. I can't remember from the top of my head whether I've had one asked of me what about you guys i, I have had i have asked but it's not uh, specific because i can't remember the specifics of it but i do remember that i always try and answer it and then i'll get i'll get hammered <laughs> yeah. Yeah. so after that i've learned that you know, trying to, because we used to call it, you know, popping balloons. Mm. Like these questions are like balloons and they'll just uh, keep asking these hypotheticals and I'm just trying to pop them, but it doesn't get to the core. And so 
I've trained myself to, to look out for these balloons. <laughs> and then when they do get asked, I say, I, I, I ignore, I not, I ignore them, but I try to change back to the core, core subject. Mm. But the, the, the skill is how, how do you do that? Like, how do you, how do you, um, ignore, like ignore or like bring it back to the topic at hand? Because yeah. it sounds like <laughs> it sounds like if we were to follow Greg's line of reasoning, it's a you could be the Columbo, uh, who's like, oh, I'm kind of bumbling around, I'm a bit confused, I'm not sure why you're asking that question. Could you, yeah, help me just understand where you're coming from? Like that could be one way. It's a kind of a more gentle, um, uh, what do you call it? Kind of like a dove-like approach. <laughs> and the, the more direct approach is has like, hey, I didn't ask that question. <laughs> um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, why are you asking me this question? Can we talk about what we actually talked about before? Like that's kind of more yeah. direct confrontational. It seems like you just, it's almost like an art. Like I, I, you've got to just know which one in the moment like to use depending on the person and the situation. Yeah, and, and that gets practice. Like it takes practice to do that. And you know, if you're not thinking of actively thinking about doing that, then you know, you, you get trapped. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, so it's just got to practice. So, you know, in the past week since I've been reading this chapter, I've been listening to uh, Jordan Peterson in his interviews with certain certain reporters and journalists who are against his views. <laughs> are you saying that? <laughs> and like, I can see that he, he's he's using this tactic. Like, they, the reporters or the interviewer would say that, oh, you, so you think this, like, just something that's that's not what you think. And then he actually says, them, well, that's not the answer the question that well that's not the answer or that's not what i think this is what i think mm. or um you know can you rephrase your question or uh, i don't understand what you're trying to ask mm. <laughs> so he's using the, like all the, the, these um techniques mm. uh, in this chapter that's been suggested to to use mm. and then i think oh i can learn a few things so i've been watching more of these videos so i can learn more of what he does yeah. Mm. so yeah just just getting hearing people do it in action is, is pretty cool yeah. Yeah. um okay so we've had um for example if someone asks you a leading question what do you do uh we've had hypotheticals um like you know if this then that uh, what about say if someone challenges you just upfront you know who are you to say you know that you know, babies this is where babies go <laughs> Um, yeah, what are some, what are some wisdom, uh, what's some wisdom that uh, we can gain from uh, tactics here over to you, Will? Yeah, I think like there's, there's a whole bunch of questions that kind of like are in that, in that sphere, like who are you to say this or like, you know, what gives you the right to say that, or uh, that's just your interpretation. I get that one a lot. That's just your interpretation. You know, I have my inter interpretation, blah, 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 that's okay. Um, especially with the ones where they talk about, oh, you know, don't, don't all, all roads lead to the same God or something, you know, mm. so who are you to say that there's only one way? Mm. Um, and I think, I think like the way that Gregory kind of deals with that, cause it's a very specific question though. So I'm, I'm wondering whether there's like a wider application to that. So his specific question, his specific one is like, who are you to have, have like, you know, he's kind of trying to say that you you're arrogant in, in claiming that you have the truth and everyone else is wrong. Mm. Right. And then Greg's kind of 
principal response is like you know well ultimately the person with the best reasons is in the best position to say what's true or false and then the person who argues that like you know you're you're wrong for disagreeing with other people you're, you're wrong for saying that you you hold the truth um is claiming to have a better grasp of the truth than you do so that their their side falls down right so that, that's a very specific instance hmm. you know if someone claims that you don't have a right to 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 the truth they are making a truth claim themselves that they have the ultimate truth and so that logically their point doesn't make sense it falls down but i'm wondering whether there's a a wider application yeah that i haven't really thought about but it, it seemed like a very specific situation there that he was talking about hmm. do you guys have any other wisdom um for me i, I think, think it's... from oh you yeah. you're here <laughs> i was just saying like from uh, uh greg's gregory's uh, uh point of view i think he says when someone does that they just want to um, uh quit the conversation or, or or stop that conversation going further and, and just makes these statements hmm. uh, and so they don't want to really talk more about it hmm. and i think uh for us we can either stop there or <laughs> pursue a different angle Mm. uh of question uh, yeah of question mm. yeah just i think if someone does that they're trying to close the loop uh, or they just it's kind of like their trump card um yeah like uh and that kind of situation um they probably have strong opinions behind it uh or assumptions and so i guess uh, he would recommend us to unpack that uh, and just to ask that question Go, going back to colombo 101 what do you mean by that um, and I really liked it when he actually gave a, like a, uh, so if you look at page 136, uh, to 139, he kind of uses a combination of all these questions, um, in that exchange. Uh, so it, short, um, it was an exchange between him and a waiter and just various times, like she tries as she either has assumptions uh, or like she just makes statements, which try to kind of close the conversation. And I was just really impressed by the way that he just gently challenges those assumptions like he, he doesn't actually let the conversation close like um he just kind of asks her in, in return you know why would you believe that uh, in response to an assertion that she makes uh, do you think i'm wrong then i'm just like oh like those are kind of quite direct questions that i wouldn't have thought naturally to ask but he does um yeah so it was really really cool uh so um some examples here uh for example uh what was it when she ignores his uh, his question um she then makes an assertion well no one can ever know the truth about religion and so at that point i would have just been stumped i'm like oh what do i do then but then he just goes well let's just gently challenge that and ask why would you believe that and so then again that kind of catches her by surprise and gets her to keep on talking so it just sounds like if someone is trying to close the loop by pulling out a trump card or making out uh, or making a um a big assertion keep asking questions to clarify keep asking questions to get them to unpack uh to um i guess in a sense uh question their own framework uh, behind what they're saying yeah i think what i found helpful about that was the principle that he brought out it was like well most people haven't seriously thought about their opinion hmm. um and so or most people haven't been challenged by their opinion so like with that example with the waiter mm. you know she says something and the most people will just be like oh, okay 
yeah. that's it, right? Yeah. But then he challenges her, and then she has, she's like, she's thumped because she hasn't really been challenged by, but she her, her opinion hasn't been challenged, or she hasn't really thought through her reasoning as to why she has that opinion. Yeah. Um. So, so you when you bring it out, it kind of makes them realize, oh, hang on a moment, why mm. why do I actually hold this opinion? Mm. Um. Is it actually reasonable to hold that opinion? Yeah. And I think that's the whole stone in the shoe moment, right? Hmm. Yeah, and like the assertions are pretty like common ones somewhat. It's like all religions are basically the same after all. No one can ever know the truth about religion. The Bible has been changed and translated so many times you can't trust it. Like they're kind of common. Uh, and I just really, I was just really impressed by just him constantly asking her and kind of not letting her off the hook and getting her to explore her own opinions uh, and answer, answer them. Um, but I guess at the end of the day, if there's one thing to remember from this, it's just ask questions. Like keep asking questions. Because um, we can overcomplicate this by thinking, oh, is this a hypothetical? Is this a challenge? Is this a leading question? I think in the moment, it's just let that go and just ask questions in return, get them to keep unpacking like their own framework. Because um, when you do that, then you're still in charge of the conversation. You, you can either um, yeah, get them to clarify, you can correct them, uh, you can get them to talk, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Cool. I think um, I think from this point on in the book, he's going to talk about specific um, ways of thinking that people have, or specific opinions, and how to how to deal with it. So this is the building up your knowledge side of things. Mm. Um, so that'll be pretty juicy, yep. and uh, I guess we'll be talking that through as well. Mm. Yeah, so, so that's kind of like the end of Columbo. Yeah. So if we could um, just bring it all back to that original um, uh, story or setting, you know, do babies go to hell? If we were to apply the like just a summary of all the principles here, um, here's a bit of a recap. One thing could just be to recognize that a it's not an, it may not be an innocent question. Uh, it could be um, one that's like trying to discredit you uh, at that point um, you could either close it uh, or you could turn the tables back on her and ask the question oh you know a bit yeah how does this relate to the question that i asked about jesus uh, would you better you know explore that with me uh, or you could say something like oh i'm a bit confused about why you're asking that question well that, that sounds like a really personal thing would you be happy to you know share with me why you're asking that question before i give you my opinion like just something like that just to kind of um, deflect it a little and put turn the tables back on her so that's one thing uh, second thing is just um, yeah unpacking the person which is a bit similar to the first actually it's just what makes you ask that ask that question like help me understand um, is there some kind of grief uh, in the past that I'm, I'm not aware of I want to know before I walk into um, you know say anything that might be quite upsetting or uh, for you um, the last one is, is it could just be you refuse to answer it which is you know my sense is you have a point to make with your question uh, what confuses me? Um, it confuses me because I'm not sure how I should respond. Could you just say your point directly and then give me some time to think about my view? Um, would that be okay with you? So a couple of ways to maneuver it if you get you know, put into a corner uh, to kind of either turn it around or to get yourself out of it. Um, yep. you know. Anything to add? So once, yeah, I think it's just like the principle of if people are trying to lead you somewhere with their questions, um, try to get them to state their point 
so that you can then ask them questions. Mm. Right, that's that seems to be the the tactic here. Mm. So if we can't remember anything from this, it's just the one thing: ask questions. <laughs> Keep asking questions. Uh, that will get you out of a tight spot. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, we hope that was uh, helpful for you uh, as um, we continue to endeavor. Well, well not endeavor. We, we continue to work hard at making disciples. We continue to share the good news with uh, those around us. Uh, keep persevering. Jesus says, doesn't say that it will be easy work, uh, but it is the work that he has given us to do uh, until he returns. Uh, and as we do that, I'm sure we'll meet hostilities. Uh, we'll meet people who try to come on with us in return. And so this is where this chapter is useful and we hope that it will be useful and fruitful for you uh, in the years to come. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Uh, we hope you'll be able to tune in with us next time. Uh,